Welcome, and thank you for joining this week's podcast with the Archbishop Nicholas Duncan Williams. This week's insightful teaching brings to light how to empower and arm your warfare prayers by rehearsing God's promises. NDW Ministries is committed to the mandate of strategic intercession and interceding for you. Discover more online at ndwministries.org. Know today that this is God's word of faith for you. Be empowered as you listen. Last week we began talking about the importance of rehearsing the promises of God. Uh, So many people meditate. Different religions have ways of meditating. Our way of meditating is rehearsing God's promises. Because in rehearsing his promises, we program the promises into our subconsciousness to allow the subconsciousness of man to detect, to command, to give orders and instructions to our will and to our emotions to do right. When we don't rehearse the promises, we live our lives according to what we feel, according to what we see, and according to what we hear. And it is dangerous to live our lives in the days and times we find ourselves in, in the history of humanity. It's dangerous to live our lives by what we feel, by what we see, and by what we hear. If we do that, there's no hope for us. But it's time to return to the promises. It's time to go back to the scriptures. For the scriptures are given by inspiration. They are profitable for doctrine, for rebuke, corrections, instructions. And in them are great promises that God promised over 1,050 promises in the Bible. That every one of them belongs to you and I. And it's been designed and programmed for our benefits. But we can never profit. We can never experience the promises until we know them. Until we rehearse them. It has to become part and parcel of our being. We either live our lives by the things God has promised. Or we live our lives by what we feel, what we see and what we hear. And if we are going to live by what we see and what we hear, we would doubt the integrity of the word of God. And if we doubt the integrity of the word of God, we will go under. We will sink. When Peter took his eyes off the master, he began to sink. These are not the days to take our eyes off the promises. As never before, in the face of all adversity and contradictions, in the face of all the contradictions of life, You and I need to rehearse God's promises as never before. Forever, O Lord, thy word is settled. It is settled. Hallelujah. Forever, forever, O Lord, thy word is settled. One more time, everybody. Forever, forever, oh Lord. Yeah, our word is settled. It is 
Hebrews 10.23 We're still on the subject of rehearsing his promises. Let us hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering. The profession here stands for our confession. Our confession. Let's hold fast to the confession of our faith. Let's hold fast to that which God has promised us without wavering. There's a lot of wavering going on. There's a lot of double-mindedness. We are caught between two opinions. One time, the prophet Elijah came on the scene and he said, for too long, we are caught between two opinions. And he said, let the God that answer by fire, let him be God. Let's settle this wavering. And I pray that after today, there will be no wavering in your life. That in the name of Jesus, you will take a stand that I believe God, irrespective. I believe God. I'm not feeling altogether okay, but I believe God. I have doubts in my mind, but I have faith in my heart. Ah, I'm bombarded mentally, emotionally, and physically, yet I believe God. It's God and God alone. Let us hold fast the confession of our faith without wavering. He's faithful that has promised. That is God's trust record. We're going to follow and see and look at some of God's promises. And look at his track records that he cannot lie. And if he says it, he will do it. And you will see throughout many generations and thousands of years you will see his promises towards certain individuals in the bible coming through to affect you and i today promises he made to so many individuals who are gone to be in glory and the promises are still being fulfilled because faithful is he that has promised. His name is faithful and the Bible said even when we are unfaithful, he still remains faithful. He can't change who he is because of our unfaithfulness. Numbers 23, 19. God is not a man that he should lie, neither the son of man that he should repent. Have he said and shall he not do it? Or have he spoken and shall he not make it good? God he cannot lie. He's not subject to time and seasons like you and I. He never dies. He that keepeth Israel shall never slumber nor sleep. The Lord is my keeper. My God Almighty. Thank God that the keeper of Israel is my keeper. Thank God that he that keepeth us shall neither slumber nor sleep. Even when we are asleep and snoring, he's still awake, alive. His eyes run to and flow. He sees all things. There is nothing in darkness that he cannot see. He knoweth all things. That is the God you and I serve. Put your hands together and give him glory. Put your hands together and say thank you. Thank you. Look up and say thank you. Thank you Lord. It's not a man that he should lie. Go ahead. Now the son of man that he should repent. He don't change his mind. He knows everything about us. He knows our end from our beginning. There is nothing you can tell God 
about me that he doesn't know already. There's nothing you can whisper to God that surprises him. Nothing takes him by surprise. He knows all things. He declares the end from the beginning. That is the kind of God you and I serve. You can go and whisper things to men and to women about me and they'll change their mind. But there's nothing you go and tell God about me that he doesn't know. And there's nothing you tell God about me that will make him change his mind. What he has promised to do, he will do it. Irrespective, no matter what. Aren't you glad that is the God you and I serve? Come on, put your hands together. Give him praise. Mm. Genesis 12, 2 and 3. Genesis 12, 2 and 3. And I will make of thee a great nation. And I will bless thee and make thy name great. And thou shalt be a blessing. And I will bless them that bless thee, and curse him that curseth thee. And in thee shall all families of the earth be blessed. It's amazing that those who bless us are more than those who curse us. He said, I'll bless them that blesses thee, plural, many. And I'll curse him that curses thee, singular. So we are more people blessing us, speaking well of us on our side than those who don't like us. Say, I hear you. And so, stop worrying about those cursing you and focus on those blessing you because those who like you and bless you and love you are more than those cursing you. Come on, put your hands together. Praise him, somebody. Give him praise. Say yes. Say thank you, Lord. And he said, indeed, shall all the families of the earth be blessed. We are blessed today because of the promise God made to Abraham. He came on the scene one day. God Almighty stepped out of eternity into time and was moved by an act, by the obedience and the faith of a man just like you and I, subject to like passion like us. He did something that moved God and God said, give me Isaac and I will give you Jesus. He gave his Isaac and God said, no man can beat God in giving. Nobody can outgive me. You gave your Isaac on this same mountain 2,000 years after. I will give my son Jesus. Come on, somebody, put your hands together. Give him praise. No one can outgive God. 2,000 years after, he gave his only begotten, his only begotten. At least Abraham had an Ishmael. God had none. His only. He gave his only. And that made a statement that no one can beat God in giving. It doesn't matter what you give. You can never outgive God. Say yes. We are still blessed today because of this covenant. And God vowed. As a matter of fact, it was more than a vow. It was an oath. And he said, I swear by myself as Adonai, as the God of the armies of Israel, Yahweh, that in blessing now, bless thee. And in multiplying, I will multiply thee. And he said, your seed shall be as the stars of heaven. And like the sun of the seashore, this is my word and my promise to you, Abraham. It doesn't matter what you do, right or wrong. I am committed to bring to pass what I've said. I will overlook your mistakes and bring my word to pass. I've chosen you for such a time like this to perform a duty. Come on, go ahead. Put your hands together. Give him praise. Genesis 22, 17 to 18. That in blessing I will bless thee, 
and in multiplying, I will multiply thy seed as the stars of the heaven, mm -hmm. and as the sun which is upon the seashore. And thy seed shall possess the gate of his enemies. Mm -hmm. And in thy seed shall all the nations of the earth be blessed, because thou hast obeyed my voice. You see, it was a twofold covenant. God said, Abraham, this is not just about you, but it's about you and your seed after you. Ladies and gentlemen, let us not serve God for ourselves only, but let's serve God and pass on this blessing, benediction, and baton to our seed. God said it's a twofold covenant. I will bless you and not just you, but I will bless your seed after you in their generation. I will be a God unto you and a God unto your seed. We are the only faith or religion that allow our children to see their faith to other ideologies because of Western civilization. We say, well, they can do whatever they want to do. They are 18 years of old. And we let our children do whatever they want to do. We allow them to go astray in the name of their 18. Other faiths and religions don't let that happen. They transfer the baton and the blessing and the benediction from one generation to another. We have allowed Western civilization to weaken us, to compromise our faith. We have become pleasers of men. We are peace, the ideologies of address. We have become political correct in our faith, in our work with God, that we have mortgaged the salvation and the destiny of our children to other faiths and ideology in the name of political correctness. May God deliver us. May God have mercy upon us as parents. The covenant is twofold covenant. It's not just about you and I. It's about us and our children in their generation that we pass it on from one generation to another generation. God requires of you and I to be generational thinkers, to be transgenerational thinkers. Thinking beyond our day and our time. We need to be generational thinkers, thinking about country, love for country more than our families and loving country more than our religions and loving country more than our pol political parties and our tribes. If we will be remembered and if history will remember us for good and if history will speak well of us, and if history and posterity will be favorable to you and I, it has a lot to do with what we do for good of country. It must not be said that at our watch, the enemy succeeded in overriding our country. May our borders be safe and secure from the east to the west, from the north to the south. Let our borders and our airways be safe and secure. Let our high seas and waters be safe and secure. Yea, let our highways be safe and secure. And let those who gather to devise the head of country, this nation, and let those who have set their eyes upon our mineral resources, our gold, our, our mineral resources and our oil, whoever they are, whatever the conspiracy and the mischief is, in the name that is above every other name, even Jesus Christ, the Son of God, let it backfire as we put our hands to our command conspiracies against this country and our resources to backfire. Come on, somebody. Open your mouth. Put your hands up. Pray for this country. Pray for the peace of Ghana. Pray for the prosperity, well-being, stability, security of Ghana. Open your mouth. Put your hands up. Pray.
Thank you. We shall continue in prayer. Galatians 3.29 And if you be Christ, then are ye Abraham's seed, and heirs according to the promise. Galatians 3 and 29. I don't know what third John 1.18 is doing here. Father, help the people in the control room. Forgive them. Cleanse them through the blood of Jesus. Let their garment be washed in the blood of Jesus. We bind them, confusing us from the control room. Put your hands together. Thank God for the control room. Galatians 3.29. Go ahead. And if ye be Christ, then are ye Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. Heirs according to the promise. If ye be Christ, then are you the seed of Abraham. The promise that God gave to Abraham in Genesis 12, Genesis 22, you and I are partakers of that promise. We are heirs of that promise. If we be Christ, so that promise has traveled all the way from Abraham to now. To everyone that believes and accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, the same promise God gave to Abraham and to his seed belongs to you and I. We are the seed of Abraham. Abraham blessings are mine. Abraham blessings are mine. Bless. Bless. in the evening. Abraham's blessings are mine. Abraham blessings. Blessings are the blessings of Abraham does not belong to Abraham alone, but to his seed. And if he be Christ. And are ye the seed of Abraham? My God and hers, according to the promise. What a great promise! It belongs to us. We need to rehearse it two, three times a day, rehearsing the promises like crazy, like never before, until it registers in the subconsciousness that commands the will. That you begin to live the promises, you begin to act according to the promises. And not afraid or scared by what you feel or see. Knowing that God is under obligation to perform and deliver his promises when we put him in remembrance. And we put him in remembrance when we dare to believe by rehearsing what he has said. Hallelujah. Say, I believe. Oh, I can't hear you. Come with me to 1 Samuel 7, 16. 2 Samuel 7, 16. Second Samuel 7, 16. And thine house and thy kingdom shall be established forever before thee. Mm -hmm. Thy throne shall be established forever. This is God speaking, promising David, the seed of Abraham. What makes God almighty go to the extent of making such declaration and promise to a man like you and I, subject to like passion, I will establish your house. Thy house, thy kingdom, I will establish it before my throne. Thy throne shall be established forever. Go ahead. Psalm 9, Psalm 
89 and verse 3 and 4. I have made a covenant with my chosen. Listen. I have sworn unto David my I servant. I have sworn unto David my servant. Thy seed will I establish forever. So it's a, it's a transgenerational blessing. Somebody say transgenerational, transgenerational. We succeed every transgenerational blessings right now. By the blood of Jesus, we block any contention over the blessing of our seed. We block contention over transgenerational blessing. We secure transgenerational blessing. As you put your hands together, let transgenerational blessing be secured. Secure, 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 secure. Against all odds and contention, we secure every transgenerational blessing. Name of Jesus. Amen. Go ahead. Thy seed will I establish forever. And he said, build he said, thy, he said, thy seed, thy seed, thy seed, thy children. Whoever has conspired and devised evil against any of our seed, let it backfire. Let it backfire. Put you say backfire, 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 backfire. Let it backfire in the name of Jesus. Backfire. Amen. Go ahead. And build up thy throne to all generations. I will build your throne to all generations. This is God making promise to. The seed of Abraham is a twofold covenant. It's not just about you and I. It's about our seed, even after our generation. The reason why people live big, do well, and when they pass, their seed disappears from the face of the earth is because we just see the covenant about us. It's a twofold covenant. One concerns us, and the other concerns our seed. And why is we live? and our lives. We have the obligation and the responsibility to remind our seed and to establish and secure that covenant and to let them know that this is not just about us but it's also about them and the God we serve. Hallelujah. Alright. Let's look at Jeremiah 33 20 and 21. Jeremiah 33, 20 and 21. Thus saith the Lord if you can break my covenant of the day and my covenant of the night, and that there should not be day and night in their season, then may also my covenant be broken with David my servant, that he should not have a son to reign upon his throne, and with the Levites the priests my ministers. You go to Israel today, this prophecy, promise, still stands and is working today. The promise. God made to Abraham to his seed. And he said, if there is ever a day in the history of humanity where there is no day or night, where my covenant with the day and the night breaks, then my covenant with David shall break. But if it can never happen, my covenant with my servant David will never break. That is the seed of Abraham. The promise moves and continues from one generation to another generation. That is powerful. The same covenant is there for you and I. And we need to rehearse it and believe it and get our seed to believe the same promise. That this promise is real. That God said, I am the Lord, I change not. I am the Lord that healeth thee. I change not. Times don't change him. He's not subject to times and seasons. The inflation on this earth doesn't affect him. There is no inflation in heaven. 
God is not subject to what we are subject to. And he made these promises long before time began. And long before there was any crisis. And he knew everything. There's nothing going on that God is not aware of. And yet he made promises. And we must rehearse the promise. Against all contradiction and all, we must rehearse his promises. Because they work. And one of the things we should be careful of that I said in the first service, we have this notion, perception and belief that the church is for angels, is for holy people. And so when you come to church, you expect everybody to act like an angel. And when people act out of character as fallen man that we are, even though we are redeemed by the blood of the lamb, we are still in the flesh. We're still in our body. And as long as we live in this body and in this flesh, every now and then, we will act like the fallen man. And you must make room for that. We must make room for mistakes. And we must stop expecting people to act like an angel. There is no angel in the church. We are all sick people. We've all come to Jesus' hospital. And he's the doctor. And we've all come to Jesus for healing. We are all sick. So stop asking me what is your sickness. You too, what is your sickness? And stop asking me what are you doing here? You too, what are you doing here? We've all come to be healed. And stop expecting angels. There are no angels in the church. The same people you find in the marketplace are the same people in church. So when you come to church and people mistreat and mishandle you stop being shocked all this shock 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 i'm shocked i'm shocked i'm surprised i can't believe you better believe it that everywhere human beings like you are there there'll be problems that is who we are and the church is not exempted somebody said to me how did noah cope in the act with all the mess in the act, every animal in this world was in the act. It was messy in the act, yet it was the safest place to be upon the face of the earth. As messy as the church can be sometimes, ladies and gentlemen, it is the safest place to be. Don't leave the church. Don't come out of the act. If you come out of the act, the flood will drown you to carry you away. And the enemy is looking for you out there. He can't get you. So what he has to do is to come among us and trigger you, provoke you by some fallen natures of man, which we all have, including myself. So don't look at me like I'm in I ain't no angel. I got feelings like you. The Bible said, and Elijah was man. Elijah was a man subject to like passions as we are. Yet he prayed. Yeah, that was what made him outstanding. Yeah, he was a man subject to like passions as we are. Yet prayed. And there was no rain for the space of three years and six months. And prayed again, mastering. He didn't allow his passion. He didn't allow his humanity to stop him from daring impossible things. He knew he was limited. He understood 
the constitution and the workings of his humanity. And yet he said, I will not let my humanity stand between me and the audacity that produces possibilities. Come on somebody, put your hands together. If you are waiting to be perfect, you will never see the glory of God. Are you hearing me, somebody? Yeah. We are not yet perfect. The day we become perfect, we will not be here anymore. Because the day you become perfect and you stay among imperfect people, you'll be contaminated. God is still working on us. I'm still a work in progress. Tell somebody, I'm still a work in progress. God is still working with me. Stop seeing me as an angel. Those of you who see gifted people, anointed people as angels, there's something wrong with you. You don't understand the Christian walk. You don't understand grace and mercy. You don't understand the humanity and the divinity of man. Jesus was a man, and yet he was God at the same time. See, I hear you. Hallelujah. Matthew chapter 1 verse 1. The book of the generation of Jesus Christ. Uh -huh. The book of the generations of Jesus Christ. Look at the generations of Jesus Christ. And one thing that blew my mind the other day, I saw a harlot in the bloodline of Jesus. And I said, Father, Father, I'm confused. It's a contradiction. What is this harlot, Rahab of Jericho doing in the bloodline? of your holy son. Rahab. Rahab. And Rahab married into the bloodline of Jesus, into the tribe of Judah, and gave birth to a son by the name of Boaz. And I know every unmarried woman here is waiting for your Boaz. Do you know who Boaz's mother is? The harlot of Jericho. And look at the bloodline. Boaz gave birth to Obed. Obed gave birth to Jesse. Jesse gave birth to David. David gave birth to Jesus. Look at the bloodline. Hear me. Some of you think you know God. Ah, You don't do. Listen, I've been preaching 43 years and I still don't get it. I'm telling you. Sometimes I approach some of the scriptures and I see it in certain light and I say to myself, Aish, why didn't I see it five years ago? Revelation and truth is progressive. That's what the Bible says, in thy light shall we see light. Yeah. The path of the righteous shines more brighter and brighter and brighter to a perfect day. You never come to a place where you know it all and you see it all. Scriptures that I preached 20 years ago, I see the same scripture and I see light in it that I never saw 20 years ago. I don't. I was talking to some of my sons the other day and I said to them, don't be offended when I'm bringing correction by the way of light. That these kinds of tongues, everybody's speaking the same tongues. I said, hey, the fact that God blessed us, favored us, in the days of error and ignorance, does not mean we should continue in error. 
we, we, should, we should do it. So don't say that, well, we prospered all this time in doing the same thing. Why is Papa talking about it? I'm just trying to help you to understand. Acts chapter 17, verse 30. That in the days of ignorance, God overlooks by light has come. Let us not continue in ignorance. And I'm not saying God hasn't blessed you. He's prospered you. He's blessed you. That is good. But it doesn't mean we should continue in ignorance. Let's get enlightened. Let's get illuminated. Let's do better. Amen. I'm not criticizing you. Yeah, we all have done things in the days of ignorance. And we believed it. Yeah, there was a time when we touched somebody. If you don't fall, we believe that you are possessed. Can you believe that? Yeah. So people even will fall by force. Because if they don't fall, they'll be a suspect. So just before you realize, pow, they fall. And people were falling all over the place, and yet they weren't getting delivered and healed. It was a falling anointing. The more you fall means you have been delivered. So people were falling. You don't have to, be, you don't have to fall to be delivered. He sent forth his word and delivered them and from their distraction and heal them. So you don't have to fall. Why is you are hearing me right now? You can receive your healing. You can receive your breakthrough. You can receive your miracle. Right there, whatever you are upon the face of God can touch you and reach you. If you believe it, put your hands together and say yes. God can bless and prosper you even in the days of our ignorance and errors, that is what you call mercy, exemption from judgment. But it doesn't mean we should continue doing the wrong thing when light comes. I've had light. And there are some things I preached many years ago. I won't preach it again. I will preach it and improve on it. I'll bring more light and understanding to it because I've gotten better. I am wiser today than I was even yesterday. Yeah, yesterday. When I was putting my note together yesterday, something I saw this morning was different from some of the notes. So immediately I switched. Somebody say, switch. Yeah. That is what it is. And that is where humility counts. That you never come to a place where you have arrived and you know it all. Let him that thinketh he standeth take it lest he fall. Nobody has it all. None of us have all the answers. And that's why it's dangerous when we make doctrines out of certain experiences and, and subjects and preaching. We can't make doctrines out of anything. Yeah, we can't. You hear? So, and the book of the generations of Jesus Christ, the son of David, the son of Abraham. That is Matthew 1. And one. He's talking about the book of the generation of the Lord Jesus. And then he refers to Abraham, a grandfather. Then he talks about David, twofold covenant. It was with Abraham, it was with David. He didn't stop there. Continue. Come with me, please, to Matthew 12 and 23. And all the people were amazed and Bishop said, Isando, yeah, go ahead. All the people were amazed and said, and said, It's not this the son of David. It's not this who? The son of David. They, they, they didn't say, Is this not the son of Mary? Or the son of Joseph? They said, The son of who? The son of who? 
they call Jesus the son of David. How did Jesus become the son of David? The same promise, Genesis 12, Genesis 22, moving. The promise is still moving from one generation to another generation. May God's promise towards you not end with you, but continue. May the promise of God concerning you become a transgenerational blessings. May your children call you blessed of the Lord. May your grandchildren call you blessed of the Lord. May your kids, your grandchildren, your great-grandchildren, I pray that they will do well and do good because of your covenant with God, your relationship with God, that they will become a beneficiary of your relationship with God, that the way you serve God will compel God to show mercy and kindness to generations after you. Put your hands together and say yes. Oh, you can do better than that. Hallelujah. Thank you. We want to rehearse some few promises. It's important in the times we live in. There's so much evil, threatens, intimidations, ill wills, evil imagination. People are conspiring everywhere, devising the heads of others for no reason. And let me tell you something. For those of you who feel like you are not loved and you are hated, you feel rejected, insecure, and you feel like people don't like you and you have too many enemies, truly speaking, without enemies, eh, you can't enjoy the banqueting table. God doesn't prepare table for your friends. Oh. He prepares a table in the presence of your enemies, not your loved ones and not your family and not your friends. So if you don't have enemies, you are not qualifying for a banqueting table. <clears throat> you are not. Number two, hear me, number two. Those of you who don't want to be envied, if you don't want to be envied, and seriously speaking, until people envy you, you haven't arrived. I'm telling you. When you see people envious of you, jealous of you, it's an indication that things are working for you. You know, the other day, Peter said, Master, Master, we've left houses, wives, lands, possession, and we've come following you. What do we get in return? Jesus said, there is none that have left land, houses, wives, possessions, and come to serve me and the Gospels. That will not receive a hundredfold return in this world, including persecution and in the world to come eternal life. When the blessing comes, we love it. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. The Lord has blessed me. Rejoice with me. Praise the Lord. Then when we see the persecution, Satan, I rebuke you. Hear me? So what the persecution is not Satan. It's part of the promise of the blessings. Blessings will cause people to envy you. Genesis 26, 13 and 14. Look at something there. Genesis 26, 13 and 14. And the man was strong. Uh-huh. was great and went forward and grew until he became very great. Uh-huh. 20, 14. For he had possessions of flocks uh -huh. and possessions of heads. Uh-huh. And a great store of servants. Uh-huh. And the Philistines envied him. Uh-huh. Until you are envied. You are not making any mark. 
when you see people envy you, it's an indication you are going somewhere that things are working for you. Hey, hear me. People in darkness, they can see more of those in the light than those in the light. I'm telling you. You see, you see where this security guy is standing? If you look through there, it, it's very dark in there. You can't see what is in there. But anyone hiding there can see us in the light. So those in darkness can see children of light. When they see, they can tell that you are a children of you are you are a son of light and a daughter. That's why sometimes people act some way towards you, and you don't know why they are acting some way. It's because you are of the light. You are a son of light. You are a daughter of light. They can see you, but you don't see them. Come on, put your hands together. Stop complaining. Stop complaining. And let me encourage you. When you get frustrated, don't leave church. Especially this church. This is a good place. Oh. It is. I'm telling you. Hear me. I, I'm not saying this because I'm the father of this house. Hear me. I've traveled. I've been places. I've seen churches all across the nations. I've listened to choirs and praise teams and churches pray. I've been around and whenever I go around, I've been to mega places home and I see, I look and I feel and it's dry. It's dry, it's the letter. People have mastered the letter but no oil, no spirit, no presence and, and I long to come back home and I stand there to preach and it's like dry bones and yet it's a huge crowd and they are dry, like dry bones. And I try to lift up worship and it doesn't fly. Everything doesn't fly. And I just pray, Holy Spirit, I promise you, if you help me deliver this message, when I finish, I will run. I won't come again. Hear me? And after that, they invite me again. And I'll tell my office, I said, no, no, conflict of interest. I don't have clearance in the spirit. Tell them I can't come. Let me just stay where I belong. Are you hearing me, somebody? Because when men are asleep, some of us were awake. 3 a.m. this morning, I was here. I was here at 3 when you were snoring. So it's not just you coming here. And then you come and hear a good word. It's not just a good word. Bishop will tell you, when we finish studying, he will say, Papa, how's it going? I said, the letter is ready, but I'm waiting for inspiration. And if I don't feel the inspiration, I will sit down and I say, Bishop, go preach. Are you hearing me? I don't just come and stand here. I'm just telling you. I don't just come and stand here. Before I come and stand here, I'm loaded. This is not letter church. Oh. This is not a letter church. We are not running a church by systems and organizations. We are running the church 
by the oil of God. Hear me. The Holy Spirit needs a word to work with. And that's why people say, action is prayer, prayer, prayer. Check us out. Check us out. We pray the scriptures. We pray the word. We are a church of the word. That's why we pray the way we pray. Don't be fooled. Don't let anybody fool you. That all we have is prayer, 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 prayer. If you have the word and you have faith, you pray. Because faith, when it comes to prayer, is an expression of our faith in God. Jesus ever lives to do one thing, to make intercession. That's all he's been doing over 2,000 years. So be very careful. Don't subject me to just prayer. I'm better than prayer. Are you hearing me? I know the word. I function by the word. And I pray the way I pray because of the word. Hear my prayers. When you hear my prayers and you know the word, you know that this man is loaded. I don't pray emotions. I don't pray my feelings. I pray the scriptures. It doesn't matter how strong it is. I know what I'm doing. I'm praying scriptures. Let everyone that has an advantage over me, let the advantage be turned into a disadvantage. It's in the word. Google it, you see, it's there. It's right in the word. I don't just pray. I don't pray with my senses. I pray under inspiration. When I say, yea, let them that dig a pit for me and desire my head that I may fall in, into that very pit, let them fall. And let him that throws a stone at me or a missile at me or my seed, let the stone return unto them. Give me my scripture. Proverbs 26, 27. Again. Proverbs 26, 27. He who diggeth a pit shall fall into it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And he that rolleth a stone, it will return upon him. Hear me. I don't just declare prayers. So. It's in the book. It's in the script. It's in the volumes of the books. I'm revoking what is written. And I'm giving heaven authorization to perform what is written. Let them gather but be broken in pieces. Yea, let them take counsel and let it come to naught. Let them speak and declare the accursed word. It shall not stand. We take away the potency and the efficacy of their pronouncement. Let it wither and let them be as sharp before the wind. Let them wither as, as, as the grass of the fields wither. And yea, let them fade away by the going down of the sun as the flower faded. Isaiah chapter 40 verse 8. Read. The grass withereth, mm -hmm. the flower fadeth, mm -hmm. but the word of our God shall stand forever. Yeah. I spice it by some of the word. I add some spices to it. Yeah. Why is that? Are you hearing me? Let their defenses depart from them. Yeah. Let the very thing they lean upon be taken away and removed from them. And let them be defenseless and as nothing. Let them go into a desolate land that divides my head. Yea, 
Let them be as chaff before the wind. Let the angel of the Lord persecute them and trouble and chase them. Let their ways be swiftly. Psalm 37, Psalm 35, you can read the whole thing after. But let me move on. Time is of the essence. Bishop, let's move on quickly. Psalm 91, verse 7. And a thousand eight. shall fall at thy side. These are the days to rehearse it. Yeah. And ten thousand at thy right hand. You have to rehearse it. But it shall not come nigh thee. You have to believe it. You Only have to keep rehearsing. Go ahead. Only with thy eyes shall thou behold yeah. and see the reward. Of you have people. to rehearse it over and over again. I rehearse them every day as I feel and see and hear all these mischiefs and threatenings and devices all around us and all around our region. I declare, let a thousand fall by the side of my country, my nation, and these hounds. Let 10,000 fall on our right hand, on the right hand of my country, my nation. When you are praying, don't just pray for yourself. Pray for country. Pray for Ghana. Pray for the church. Pray for the house. Pray for other families. It shall not come near these borders. It will not come near our borders. Only with our eyes we shall behold and see the reward of the wicked. Let that which they have conspired against this country in the name of the Lord Jesus be turned around in our favor. Let the tables turn in our favor. Let the conspiracy backfire. Let there be unity among our parliamentarians. Let our party for the sake of country and love for country find ways of reconciling and put the love of country first. Pray for country. These are not days to criticize. These are not days to talk too much. But if you have power, get on your knees. There are things and undercurrent going on. But we secure our borders. We secure our gold and our oil. We secure our minerals. We secure our national security agents. Let them be empowered. I pray for the Holy Spirit to give our national security leads, 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 and guide them and cause them to be swift. Put your hands together, pray for our national security right now that they will be swift, 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 taking nothing for granted, being swift, proactive, proactive. Pray for our national security to be proactive, 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 proactive. Name of Jesus, proactive. Amen. We pray that it will not be too late. That we won't wait for things to fall apart and out of hand before we act. We pray that our national security will be on top of their game. Oh, that they will be on top of their game. Oh, that they will have the courage of the lion. That they will have the eye of an eagle. And that they will act before the enemy strikes. That they will take the enemy by surprise. That Ghana will not be taken unawares by any adversary within or without. The Lutu can lift up your hand, pray in the spirit. Shadabaha. Kulatu kavasan. Feluta kan. Velihambula kasan. Wasitu kulabasan. Felitu kundabasan. Hey, hey. Keyusumula hayakan. Belaitu kalaha. We break the spell. We break the curse. We break the bewitchment over our national security that they will act before the enemy strikes. Melutu kudahadas. Mankuntuli bitasas. 
Ah, could this other hires? Make two Psalm 91 and verse 10. There shall no evil before thee, neither shall any plague come nigh thy dwelling. We have to, rever we have to rehearse that no evil shall befall us. Neither shall any plague come nigh our dwelling. A few weeks ago, I was having a program. Having a program in Kofredwa, and they said that the weather forecast and everything was good. 15 minutes before we got to Kofredwa, it began to rain, a storm from nowhere. And the cars were all pulling by. They were pulling aside, parked on the highways. And the driver said, What do we do? I said, Don't stop, keep going. The trees were falling. And the street that leads to Jackson Park. Three major trees fell and blocked all the three ways to the Jackson Park. Then the stage I was to preach on, that is the stage there. There was this wind that came and carried the tarpaulin, the stage and scattered everything. Deliverance came before I got there. Are you hearing me? God gave divine escape. Put your hands together and say, divine, escape, 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 escape. Say, let my nation escape. Let this church escape. Let our sons and our daughters, home and abroad, escape, escape, escape. In the name of Jesus. Once we were finding our way, we got lost. And the wind was busters. The trees were shaking. And I told the driver, I said, turn, 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 turn. Why she was there, you could see the, the wind. I was just calm. She just turned. You know why I wasn't afraid? Because I had the note of victory in my spirit. My spirit was calm. And the Holy Spirit gave me an indication that you'll be fine. Nothing will touch you. And I remember that same conference where years ago, they did a national thanksgiving with President Rawlings. And I was there. I gave a message entitled, Crabology and how we pull each other's down. The crab mentality. As soon as they announced me to preach and I got off the stage and picked the microphone, the stage I was sitting on fell. So from that day, anytime they invite me, I say, you, you know what it means to invite me. I'm not coming. That is not fear. There are many places when they invite me, I don't respond. Some places I tell them, don't announce that I'm coming. Wait till I get there. Let me just surprise the people. And I said, don't worry. If I come on Sunday morning, three days, between Sunday night and Monday, we'll jump the place. But don't tell anybody I'm coming. Because if you are not ready, there will be reactions. Anytime I go to Paula White's church, Paula will say, Papa, Papa, what is it about you? Anytime you come here, electricity, everything goes off. Standby generator won't work. Water will flood the bathrooms everywhere. And I said, it's a reaction. Do you know any time Jesus preached and Paul preached, after they are preaching, there was always a reaction. These, you know, political friendly messages that we have become, you know, whatever name you call it, come and stand up and make everybody laugh, 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 laugh. The gospel is not about laughing. You know. It's a serious business. I don't know how to perform by the letter. When I hit this platform, I'm under the unction. I'm under the inspiration. And my job and assignment is to equip you and cause you to be a fighter. Because when the enemy knocks at your door, you don't have to call me. You must know how to tell the enemy wrong address. Wrong address. 
go somewhere else. Say yes. When I get you on Sunday, I, I inject you. Make sure you have enough capabilities, weapons, ammunition to fight because life is not fair and life doesn't give you what you deserve or desire but what you fight for. After Joshua died, God said, I, I will leave some fights and battles around to teach the next generation how to fight. Christianity is not milk and drink. It's not this nice, 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 uh, I, 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 I'm the, I believe the Lord. I, I, I'm a Christian. Please. Satan is not the respecter of your Christianity. He went to Jesus, he will come to you. He went, to, uh, he went to Jesus when Jesus had fasted and prayed for 40 days and 40 nights. He was high in the spirit and he went to him. You, how many days have you fasted? There shall no evil before me, nor my house, nor this house, or my nation. I declare it by the word of the Lord and heaven is under obligation to perform that word concerning country and this house and family, loved ones, home and abroad. Listen, this walk eh, is a very serious one. One of my sons was in hospital and had COVID in America. And he was put in a room and after 14 days they discharged him and the next asked him, who are you? And he said, why are you asking? He said, this room, over 10 people had COVID. They were put in this room and they died. And you came out walking. Who are you? He didn't say anything. And I said, it's good you didn't say anything. There are places others will go and will not return. But we will go and we shall return. In the name of Jesus, say I have divine immunity. Immunity. Say immunity. Our rock is not their rock. Believe it. Come with me quickly. To Psalm 121 verse 7. The Psalm Lord shall preserve thee from mm -hmm. all evil. From all evil. He shall preserve thy soul. The Lord shall preserve us from all evil and our soul. 2 Timothy 2, 18 or so. 2 Timothy. Chapter 2, verse 18, 2 Timothy. Let me see. No. 418, 2 Timothy 418. 2 Timothy 418. That's it. The Lord shall deliver me from every evil way and will preserve me unto his heavenly kingdom, to whom be glory forever and ever. I command your deliverance from every evil work. I command your deliverance in the air. Deliverance on land, deliverance on water. I command the deliverance of Ghana. I command the deliverance of our of our borders and of our high seas and our 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 high waters, our land. I command deliverances, deliverances for Ghana, deliverances for national security, deliverances for our armed army, armed forces, deliverances for this country. Command deliverances for our sons and our daughters. Deliverances, divine, escape, escape, escape from the expectation of those who desire our head. Let this country survive. In the name of Jesus.
Put your hands together. I give him praise. Quickly. My time is up. Psalm 91 verse 16. 91 verse 16. With long life will I satisfy him uh -huh. and show him my salvation. You have to, you have to, you have to rehearse it. That the Lord shall satisfy me and my house with long life. Against all contradictions, against all ill wills and projections and manipulations, and against all those who devise my head and demise, I declare before heaven and earth, make no mistakes. The Lord shall satisfy me and my house with long life and show us his salvation. You have to keep rehearsing it. Every day, because every now and then, there are things that will threaten your life, intimidate you. Projections. You're going to die. You're not going to make it. This will happen. That will happen. And you hear things about others that have happened to them. And you, 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 you don't believe. You struggle. That how? And the enemy will say, you are next. You are next. I know next. Are you hearing me? Talking to somebody the other day and said, everybody is gone except you. And I said, me? I'm not going home. Huh? I'm not going anywhere. I will outlast and outlive every enemy. I'm telling you. I was talking to the bishops and the pastors the other day. Bishop, what are they all there? I was talking to, I think Friday morning. And we were talking, about praying for the pastors and the bishop. And I said, after I've seen all of you off, then I'll decide whether I will go or still stay around. You can see them look at me. I'm confessing what I believe. He will satisfy me and my house with longer. You have to rehearse it over and over and over and over and over again till it registers in your subconsciousness. So when anything, when you are asleep, when anything contrary to that word comes in, sets in and try to enter your dream well for you to start dreaming and seeing casket and graveyard and dead people, that word that you have rehearsed, registered in your subconscious will stand up and say not so, not so. This one I will satisfy him with long life and show him my salvation. You have to feed your subconsciousness by rehearsing the promises over and over and over again. Anytime you go to Israel and you go to the Wailing Wall, you see rabbis, men and women, three times a day. When you go in the morning, the place is full. Afternoon, pack. Evening, pack. At night, 3 a.m., the Wailing Wall is packed. You see rabbis, people standing there, just rehearsing the promises. Rehearsing the promises. Rehearsing the promises. Rehearsing the promises. They are just like that. Rehearsing them over and over and over. You need that to feed the subconsciousness because if you leave the subconsciousness alone, the adversary will feed and program your subconsciousness to detect and give orders and command to your will. And you will do things and you don't even know why you are doing it because the subconsciousness commands your will. If you don't rehearse the promises, you will start feeling pity for yourself. Yeah. You feel pity for yourself because you look at things and you say, what on earth is going on here? Yeah. Somebody called me the other day and was telling me about some man of God is dead. And I said, why are you telling me? I just want you to know. What do you want me to know? Is it my business? We all came on our way and we all go our way separately. So why are you trying to tell me? Yeah. It's a projection. 
telling me somebody is gone. So you two, you're you. I refuse it in the name of Jesus. Somebody say refuse, reject. Say intercept and overturn. Say intercept, intercept, intercept. Say interception, interception. Say overturn, overturn. You see, hear me. I'm trying to give you some tools and weapons. This life is not fair. If you are just, you know why good and innocent people die early? Because innocent and good people are naivete. They just take everything for granted. Me, I examine everything. When you say something, I listen carefully. I don't just listen to what you say. I, I, I examine and try to check out what you are saying, your motive, where are you coming from? I check you. And I'll counter it immediately. I'm telling you. Yeah. A prophet, a prophet came to me the other time. One of my sons gave me a prophecy and it wasn't a good prophecy. So I asked him, I said, you, this prophecy you are giving to me, if I give you the same prophecy, will you accept it? He said, I don't think so. So I said, I said, then why are you giving me the prophecy? I said, that says the Lord. The same prophecy you get, the Lord says I should give it to you double. Receive it in the name of Jesus. From that time, he hasn't given me prophecy again. What makes you think that as for me, I'm a death being? Every bad prophecy, you bring it to me. Me too, I return it to you. Hmm? I multiply it. Yeah. Give and it shall be given. You've given me, me too, I'm giving it to you. Press down, shaking together, running over. I return it in the name of Jesus. Say amen. You have, listen, you have to fight. The Bible calls it the good fight of faith. Paul said, I have finished my course. I have fought a good fight. I have kept the faith. It's a fight till we get out of here. If you relax about it and you play, the enemy works through human beings. He will work through your husband. He will work through your wife. He will work through your father, your mother. He will work through your loved ones, friends. He, listen, he is not the respecter of any person. He will work through anybody to get at you. I don't know why you are looking at me some way today. Isaiah. Isaiah. Isaiah 15. And then we jump to 17. Isaiah 54, verse 15 and verse 17. Behold, they shall surely gather together. Yeah, this is God speaking. He said, there are people who will gather to conspire and devise your head. He said, when he says surely, it means it's going to happen. It doesn't matter what you do. There are people who won't like you. It's as simple as that. There are people you haven't offended. You haven't done anything to. They just don't like you. I'm telling you. I know people have problems with me and problems with this church. Yeah. A friend of mine, years ago, he told me something. He said, Nick, Nick, you know I don't come to your church? It's too hot. He said, if you tone it down small, tone the thing down small, it's too hot. You know where flies play around? They play around things that are cold. Anything hot, flies don't hang around it. I'm not going to play it down because of you. You want it, she, 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 come here. You want it hot, come. You want it cold, go somewhere else. 
I preach based on my personal experience. I wasn't born this way. I lost three of my fingers when I was attacked by demonic powers. And I heard voices. And I was commanded to put my hand in fire. And my hand was burnt. And the voices were laughing and said, don't take your hands off. You haven't experienced what I've experienced. Somebody asked me in America the other day, how come you pray with such intensity? And I said, the adversities of life. The reason why you pray the way you pray, you haven't been through anything. You haven't seen anything yet. Yeah. You haven't seen anything. But if you see what I see, some of the bishops and pastors will tell you when they travel with me, they say, Hey, Papa, is that what you go through? Now we understand when you say we should pray. And I look at them and I laugh and I say, Welcome, welcome to the jungles. Yeah. Go ahead, Bishop. They shall surely gather together, but not by me. Uh -huh. Whosoever shall gather together against thee shall fall for thy sake. You have to rehearse it all because there are gatherings. People are gatherings, home and abroad. They are gathering and they are devising your demise. But I declare before heaven and earth, wherever there is a gathering, whether in the air, on land, or on water, no, under the sea, in the mountains, the hill, the valleys, let the gathering scatter. And yea, let them fall. Let them fall. Let them fall into a mischief that divides our head and demise. In the name of Jesus, say yes. Let's finish. Verse 17. No weapon that is formed against thee shall prosper. Say no. Say no weapon. Say no weapon. Say I declare. Every weapon. Any weapon. They have devised. By heaven and by earth. In the name of the Lord Jesus. I command it. To be non-prosperous. Let it be non-prosperous. Let it be a curse before the Lord. In the name of Jesus. Finish it. Look at it. And every tongue that shall rise against thee in judgment, thou shalt condemn. Do you know how many tongues have risen in judgment against us? Somebody told one of my members the other day, he said, oh, he said, he said, that's your archbishop. I know him, Nick, Nick, Nick. We were in Legon together. And I said, what, which Legon? And the guy meant it. He said, Charlie, Nick, I know Nick. I know Nick. When they gone together, he mentioned some hall. And the guy came and told me, I said, is there any Legon in the University of Genesis to Revelation? If there is one, then, then I went to Legon. And the guy meant and believed it. Any tongue that shall rise in judgment. We silence it in the name of Jesus. Let the tongues that are speaking ill of us anywhere in the realms of the spirit, from the social, political, economic, financial, religious scene, in the name of Jesus, let the tongues be silenced. Stand on your feet. Put your hands your silence tongues. Tongues that have risen in judgment. Lying tongues. Lying tongues. Those who are lying, spreading lies, speculating lies of us and our children, our sons and our daughters, the tongues that have risen in judgment against us, wherever it's coming from, whoever they are, let the tongues be silenced, silence, put your hands together, silence them. 
Now, second, second Chronicles chapter 1, verse 6 to 9. Look at something. Look at something here. Read, Solomon went up. And Solomon went up thither mm -hmm. to the brazen altar before the Lord, uh -huh. which was at the tabernacle of the congregation, and offered a thousand burnt offerings upon it. Uh -huh. In that night did God appear unto Solomon and said unto The him, same night that was heaven's response. To every action, there is a reaction. Today, let heaven react on our behalf. And any reaction from the camp of the enemy by divine authority we intercept. We block it in the name of Jesus. We override it by divine authority. In the name of Jesus. Go ahead. And he said unto him, Ask what I shall give thee. Uh -huh. And uh -huh. Solomon said unto God, Thou Listen. hast showed great mercy unto David my father, uh -huh. and hast made me to reign in his stead. Uh -huh. Now, O Lord God, let thy promise unto David my father be established. You see, he didn't say, Let your promise to me. He said, Let your promise, let the promise you promise my father be established. Everything you told my father concerning himself and his seed, this is my day. Remember, remember, O Lord, make your promise good towards the seed of David. Whatever you promise, my father, let it happen to me in my day. Rehearse the promises. are so blessed to have you listening with us on the Archbishop Nicholas Duncan Williams podcast today. Our ministry exists to equip and empower God's people with the transformational power of apostolic prayer and deliverance. You can partner with us by bringing the revival of prayer to our global community and sowing a seed, renewing your mind through our books, or increasing your knowledge through our online school of ministries access all our resources at www.ndwministries.org know today that we are partnering with you in daily prayer for daily triumph be sure to subscribe to this podcast and we look forward to you joining next week give him your love he's in love with